You're listening to Chasms of the Mind, a show where I, Chaz Bruns, ask my guests random questions about life. Enjoy. Cool. Good? I'm good. You look so professional with our <laughs> headphones on. This is the episode 1A with my good friend Ian Curlis. Luckily, uh, he was free today, Tom Hanks. Was going to be the guest. Um, everybody thinks he's such a nice guy. He's a flake. Canceled. So I think he's like typewriter shopping right now. Like you know, 13. he always has excuses about different things. We, you know, whenever we want to hang out, he's like, "Oh, I'm Tom Hanks," and cancels. So luckily, you were available. Well, yeah. Um, we have some phones duct taped to tripods that we kind of jury rigged, so we don't know how long they'll run. Uh, so we might cut out on some video here, but hopefully the audio keeps on running and I've got a little uh, sheet here because we don't have a format as of yet <clears throat> Ian and I have taken the past weekend to decide whether we should even do this and we don't know what we're going to talk about so I think the most important thing that we need to definitely start with is I wanted to have you explain your concept of why overalls are so amazing so I'll let you start with that oh well before I get into that which is very <clears throat> important I just want to say that this is incredibly low stakes, so it's okay that there's no format. <laughs> there's no format, yeah. yes. Yeah. There's literally nothing on the line. Correct. Uh, we're, we're mostly testing equipment here, <laughs> which, by the way, to, to rewind, let me, before you go into your overall, so Ian and I have known each other pretty much our whole lives. I don't, is it third grade? I don't remember which grade we... It would be uh, sixth grade is where we came what? together. It's sixth grade. No, it's yeah. younger than that. No. Okay, I trust you. This is something else you should know. <laughs> Ian has a pretty good memory. I do not have a good memory of anything. My memory is miserable. P- positive. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, um, talk about overalls. Okay. Overalls. Yeah. It started off as a Halloween costume, as a tribute to an, an, another podcast. Um, oh, I, yes, to, I, Dak, to Dak Shepard. And I quickly realized that um, women have had an, a very large advantage over us uh, for a long time. Um, I realized how freeing it was not to have a belt or a waistband constricting uh, my waist for an entire day. It's amazing. There's no other piece of clothing in um, men's fashion that really, that I know of, at least in uh, uh, American uh, men's fashion yes. that mimics this yes and th- this is why i wanted to bring, uh, bring dress, it up women women have dresses they yes. have uh, other things that don't constrict their waistband this is insane how uh, comfortable my days are when i wear overalls i wish they were i wish i didn't get farmer comments or uh or mechanic comments um but uh, uh man it's freeing i didn't know that that was a problem uh, I had in my life of waistbands, yes, uh, holding me back, but it's 100. percent Yeah, so when so I'm I'm down here actually helping Ian. Ian has purchased a home, and we were doing some projects. I live in in Bangor, Maine. We're down in Gorham, Maine, right now at, at Ian's house, and so he was talking about these overalls yesterday, and he had another pair for me to wear. And when he was mentioning this, I'm in my head thinking like, yeah, okay, like I guess it's nice not to have a belt. But if you're a guy out there that has not tried overalls. Give them a whirl because what he says is true. Women, whether it's a sundress or a jumper or whatever, they have options to not have yeah, that belt. There you go. If you picture your grandfather or some old 
guy that has been around forever with this huge beer pot belly. Yes, sure, some of it is probably beer and bad food. But in my brain, I've got this conspiracy theory that belts and how where you wear them and how tight they are, your gut eventually slowly drips over it, and you get the the man. I, I don't know if the science on. is there to support that. Uh, that once again, this the, is my conspiracy theory of fashion. Um, but that the means, visual assessment, right? Would, it's a it's. I understand why you would yeah. would think and, that. And so yeah. now, as a man, now that you pointed this out to me. I almost want, I'm not going to wear overalls every day, but part of me is like, oh my God, get rid of the belt. Like you're, I'm going to get, my stomach's going to hang over my pants. Every day's as tough. As I age. Every day's tough. If you are a, uh, if you're a fashion designer and you happen to have somehow gotten a hold of this podcast, please. <laughs> Which is very likely. It's extremely This is going to become one of the number one fashion please, podcasts out there. Please work in designing <laughs> nice cut, but still loose enough, fitting, uh, comfortable, uh, men's everyday fashion oh, bit, and we're talking about. I just want to specify this because I've I learned this about overalls. People will call them coveralls or mm. overalls, and they'll think about multiple things. I think the word coverall is associated with like what uh, Mike Myers, the the Halloween serial murderer, <laughs> yes. uh, wears, like a mechanic's like flight suit, jumpsuit, kind of all yeah. one thing with sleeves. Yeah. These are specific. I'm specifically talking about um, bib overalls. So yes. like strap over each shoulder, you got the bib there. And yes. I will say that there are different cuts out there. They're not all created equal. That is very I went true. through a few different pair before I found the, the ones. And I will say I'm going to officially endorse uh, Carhartt. <laughs> Well, also, I want to make it clear that Ian is talking based on comfort. I, I am going just off the fact that I'm afraid I'm going to get a gut. If I think I they look good, too. Belt. I'm not going to lie. In certain situations, oh, so okay I think I look, yeah, I think it looks cool. for you as well. All right. Somewhat. Um, also, I'm going, to, I'm going to cut us off here because we've already spent about five minutes longer on the overalls than I expected. I don't, we, I, we've never done this, so I don't know how long the phones will record. Is this and not, or, I'm sorry, I thought this but, was coveralls with Chaz Bruns. This, that, it, well, I mean, we're, I'm going to talk about overalls oh every episode that I ever make, for sure. But no, my laptop, I don't know. I just hit record and it could stop at any moment. So we're going to move on to the next topic here. We're going to get a few topics in on this. I'm hoping to have a 30-minute episode here. But uh, we were talking last night, or I guess first night I got here, and Ian is now a hot sauce fan, loves hot sauce. And he whips out, I'm sure you guys have seen, this is 2019, we'll be releasing this. In 2019, the Facebook and Instagram news feed is full of this truffle oil hot sauce. I think it won Oprah's number one favorite thing in 2018. And I was hesitant, and I'm sure many of you are when you see anything in your Facebook news feed, whether it's a scam or it's good or whatnot. It's probably the best hot sauce I've ever had. It made us start talking about truffles. And I said, because I was pouring it on what I was eating, and I was, and I looked at you, and I'm like, oh, gosh, this is yours. Is this really expensive? Is this real truffles? I'm expecting it to be like a 60 to to $100 bottle. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's really pricey. And then we went and looked, and it was like 15 bucks. And I'm like, oh, so it must not be real truffles, which brings me to the top of conversation I want Ian's opinion on. I, I'm a conspiracy theorist about everything. I have a conspiracy theory similar to diamonds. Diamonds, as far as I understand, I could be wrong on this if you're a diamond expert listening, but from what I understand, the major companies can have diamonds and hoard them and keep them in vaults so that they keep the demand high and therefore the price of diamonds high. Like I guess there's actually thousands upon thousands of diamonds out there, and they're not really as precious or rare as you'd think. So this brings me back to the truffles now. I once again could be wrong if you're a truffle expert. Please that's what I comment in the comments. Let us know. 
they always say that truffles can't be grown, that you have to take a pig or a special trained dog to go out in the forest and find these truffles, and that's why they're so expensive. Like a certain white truffle or a black truffle can be like a thousand bucks, depending on the size. And I am calling out the truffle industry right now on this podcast, and I want Ian's opinion. I personally think somebody out there knows how to grow these damn things. Like, we can go to the moon, but we can't figure out how to grow a truffle. Somebody's growing truffles. I don't know if there's high quality as the one the pigs find, but somebody's growing them and hoarding them and selling them for big bucks. Ian, what's your take? Okay, well, this is <clears throat> expert. <laughs> by the way, this is expert testimony that you're going to be getting yes. from me. Ian and I, just, I know. just to clarify, Ian and I are really experts. And I'm speaking for myself here. I am a jack of all trades and expert in nothing. So do not expect any expert advice here. This is us truly shooting the shit with one another. So this is Ian's personal opinion. He has, as far as I know, no expertise in the truffle. No, no, Chaz, I'm sorry. You don't live with me, <laughs> and you don't know that. I, Ian secretly is, is the one that is growing the truffles. Yeah. It no, is no, now I out. It has been really... uh, truffles. I will say this. First of all, you have officially <sighs> had more of that hot sauce than I, I have. I'm, I got that. And this I'm, is, I'm okay with it. I don't feel a, bad. It was really good and tasty. February 10th that we're recording this. Yes. I got that as a... A Christmas gift. Um, I've had a little bit of it. Um, it is, but <laughs> it is it is tasty. It. I think truffle is a um, extremely um, uh, powerful flavor. I think it overtakes things. Yes, and I wouldn't um, have expected it to work with hot sauce. Honestly. You love but, it, but it did. You yeah. love it, and I knew that you were going to like it. Especially, I have like two dozen hot sauces out of yeah. all of them i was like chaz bruns is going to love this i worked at an italian place where they used real ones and it was like i there's something about it there's a, i would i don't have the money but if i did i would pay the big bucks for the real stuff. i, so I just want to put that out there it. that it's you, that crazy good to me you used to put it uh when i distinctly remember visiting you in brooklyn and you put it on your microwave popcorn so I forgot about that. I so, did do that. Which, I know which now that I'm remembering I really that, that like I need to do that again. That's really good. Yeah, that is. All right. Good so pro tip thing. from Chaz: put uh, put it on your microwave. You have to get a spray bottle. You can't just like drizzle on. Well, I guess you could but, drizzle on. Uh, back to my expert uh, testimony on truffles. I don't yeah. know a thing about how they're grown. Yeah, I have them very rarely. Well, let me um, let me interrupt again. Is it a plant? It grows just like a plant, right? Like it's yeah, it's just a, it's a it's like it's a mushroom. A, it's a mushroom. It's a so fungus. It's not That's, a flower. It's like I don't. It's in the ground. It's buried underground, right? I believe so. Okay. Because because pigs have to root it out. Yeah. So it's not a byproduct of something else. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 not a fruit of a no, bigger no, tree. I believe, like it's some. I believe root. it is it is a it is a low growing. Yeah. Uh, mush, uh, mushroom. Um, well, but mushrooms come up out of the soil. This stays underground, right? Like a foot or two. I don't know if it's. So well, it's like a root? Again, I, I don't. don't, I don't know. My expertise no. is but, but once again, no matter what it, what it is, like a potato, we can figure out how to do that. But the whole point where like, you were leading to this is yes, that yeah. you're mad because you're not sure that uh, it's real Yeah, or that we should be oil, paying that price uh, for That it's like some sort of manufactured essence yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't, if, if you get the taste that you want and it's not harmful, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Oh no no um, no! I don't I don't uh, care that. Do way. I think that uh, it's more price? Some sort me. of industry? No, I think they're probably hard to grow. Yeah. In a controlled environment, it seems yeah. it would seem that way, which was why, uh, you know, it's a demand, uh, low supply, high yeah. demand. So obviously, any any industry is going to charge the most that somebody's willing to pay it's all yes. we you and i this is a completely side topic but you and i both know and have had many discussions that it's all arbitrary 
as to how much something is worth. It's yes. just a matter yes. of what somebody's willing to pay for it. And if you're on the selling end, whether or not you have the nuts to yeah. charge somebody that much yeah. for it. Correct. But here's my thing with it, okay? As far as I know, and I could be wrong, correct, once again, correct Correct Ian or I if we're wrong about anything in this podcast. Those are metaphorical <laughs> nuts. I'm uh, yeah. equal opportunity women. <laughs> oh, can, well, I just want I don't want to get in trouble on my first podcast. It's fine. This is uh, if you have the audacity, if you have the gall. There you go. Not the nuts. To to charge an exorbitant amount of money for yes. just something that you found in the yes. dirt. But so so here's my thing with that, okay? As far as I know, the people who harvest these truffles claim that you cannot grow them, like that it can't be done. Yeah, I don't know. And that's know. what I'm arguing. I, I imagine it's like a plant, we can figure out I how think to do that. that that sounds unlikely. It sounds more likely that it would it would stand to reason yeah. that it would be more that it's incredibly difficult to yeah. replicate what happens. Yeah. Okay. And d- to go back to your essence thing. That could be just all a line of bullshit to yeah. upcharge. You yeah. could be right about that. Yeah, and I, I just I want to clarify to go back to your essence thing because um, Anthony Bourdain gets really angry about oils infused with these. Like, it's not real truffle. And, and I think um, Gordon Ramsay, same thing. To me, if you can fool me, I'm fine. Like, if, if that, when I spray that stuff in my popcorn, if it's not real truffle, I don't care because it smells enough like it that I'm happy. As long as it's not harmful. So, yeah, so it's, it's less about the quality of the truffle to me and more that it's like when I go to get a potato pizza with truffle oil on it. They're like, oh, that's $60, sir. And it's like, eh, come on, you can grow these things, I'm sure. I, w- I would, I would, yeah, I would have a problem with somebody charging me uh, the price uh, equivalent of something that's that. authentic for something that yeah. is not. Yes, and I, that's, I, that's, that's, I understand that I'm, wrong. I'm a little lazier. But buyer beware, buyer well, so. beware. Yeah, if they can fool me, I'm fine with being fooled. Um, okay, we're done with truffles. Do you want to move on to the next thing? Oh. This is a funny name. I'm I'm curious if you're actually correct about this, but Ropecock. I had not heard. I I I have some rental units, and I do carpentry as my other job, outside of the entertainment stuff. And and I feel embarrassed. I've never heard of Ropecock. To me, it looks like plumber's putty. Am I saying the, the name correctly? It's rope, some, Ian, Ian yeah. has Ropecock. Rope to cock, me, it looks yeah, like cock. plumber's C-A-U-L-K. putty. C A U L. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah. Not C O C K. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm pronouncing it wrong. But no, no. Just but, for, um, yeah, that's you're saying it right. It's yeah, Ropecock. Rope, it rope comes. Cock. Yeah. In a roll, yes. Uh, in uh, it's about uh, an inch wide. Yep. It, the they're little tiny, um, like Twizzler like uh, consistency. Yes. And uh, it's it it adheres when you give it to pressure, but it doesn't like completely stick or leave a lot of residue. So it's great. Now, are, are for you winterizing? Using it? I was gonna say, are you using it oh, for yeah. that purpose, or that's what it's made for? That's what it's made for. Okay. So to clarify, because we haven't really said yet, I saw it in Ian's windows. He all the, if anybody has drafty windows, he put all this ropecock in the seams of the windows, and I guess you just remove it in the spring, but it, it stops the draft from coming in. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the reason I'm mentioning it is, in all my years doing all the stuff I've done, I've never seen it before. And to me, I thought he was. I kind of thought Ian was ingenious and had just taken plumber's putty and filled the seams. But so this is a product actually designed. It's for designed that, right? for that. I imagine that if you were to do that with plumber's putty, plumber's putty is, I I would say probably uh, more applicable for uh, a permanent adhesion. So no, not usually plumber's putty because it goes bad after a while. Um, like the crack, it'll start to dry out and crack. And so plumbers, half the time somebody has a leak, the plumber actually comes over and scrapes out the old plumber's putty was there and puts new stuff in. Um, but the one thing that you did just make me think of, though, in terms of um, damage, is that plumber's putty, I think, what are, based on what you put it on, can change the coloring. So if you've got vinyl windows, it might 
leave a gray mark. So yeah. this rope yeah, this cock, stuff you can take that. it out. And it's not yeah, big absolutely. Deal. Yeah. So I've used it on this house, um, at several apartments that I had before. And and you believe it works? You're saving heat energy. Okay, so uh, it's minor. Yeah, it's absolutely minor, but yeah. Okay. It 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 keeps cold air from blowing in. It's an old trick. Uh, it doesn't. It's no substitute for getting brand new windows, but that's we're we're a little ways from from that. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, no, you you can physically feel a draft coming in beforehand, and uh, afterwards that draft is not it's kept out. So there you have it. Just wanted a quick mention of Ropecock, yeah. uh, who are sponsoring this episode. Yeah, this is sp- <laughs> sponsored by Ropecock. C a u l k. Yes. Um, it comes in one color. It's very thin. Which skinny. it's gray. Which I will I will clarify. We do not have any sponsors for this show. Um, just want to make that clear in case you assumed that we did. Well, if you were looking for somebody to <laughs> give you money in exchange for promoting their products, yes, Ropecock would be yes. somebody you'd be interested. Yes, in. I'd be. Absolutely. I would be interested in hearing from them. Um, and my email is chasbrunsgmail.com. I think, I think a oh, prominent okay. brand is uh, Frost King, I believe. They're all yeah. things uh, winterizing windows. Oh, uh, and uh, well, also I'm, we're I'm, drinking CBD infused <laughs> tea. <laughs> we are um, drinking CBD infused tea. So if you want to give Chaz money to, to talk about things and promote your CBD infused anything, yeah, uh, his um, email again is. What was your email again? Chazbruns at gmail.com. Perfect. Um, I'm going to rush us. What's your, yeah, what's your I'm, next topic? Hold on. I'm going to rush us to a transition here because I, this is an important one that I just saw on my list. Um, and I talked into, into this. I hope you don't know, feel I'm forcing you to because this is always um, strange for people that are related to celebrities. But um, I think in general this podcast, if I choose to continue it, this may never see the light of day. But if I go from here, I assume my podcast will be mostly entertainment and kind of continue down that road of music and film. Ian happens to have a uh, superstar in the family and I wanted him to come up with just one little story about Dick Curlis country music legend Ian Curlis shares the same name and uh, one a lot of the same titles honestly you want one story whatever yeah it can be funny can be just something you remember him doing I just want something for the fans um, of him to say oh yeah you know I saw his grandson well I'm gonna be honest with you most yeah. of his fans yeah, are dead <laughs> Yes, <laughs> they're probably okay. Well, this well, is hold on, this is an ageist statement, but I feel yeah. like uh, 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 podcasts are are relatively uh, new media. Yes, yes. Uh, it takes a little bit of savvy to get to it. Uh, yes. Some people listen to podcasts. I've definitely described podcasts to my parents. Yes, who are younger than. Yes. Uh, my grandfather yes uh, would have been or anybody that would have been his peer uh, yeah. but in the off chance that they're listening to a podcast you never know then you, I would love to know. talk to the few that are around in that uh, Venn diagram I'm gonna put Dick Curlis in the metadata and the okay, tags on YouTube it. so somebody if they're searching for Dick Curlis YouTube, cool. it could come right, up perfect you know? so you know uh, stories about him yes uh, well first of all he's an extremely tall man and mm. um uh, and I'll also say he passed when we were in sixth grade. And so, just before you continue as well, um, give 
a quick bio of what he did. Because I mentioned he was a country music legend. But like the song, his big single, just in case people don't. Uh, Tombstone Every Mile. Tombstone Every Mile. Uh, I believe it was uh, Capitol Records was who he was a recording artist for. And he has a star on the Country Walk of Fame. So, yes, he had a star. Uh, The Country Music Walk of Fame has changed in Nashville. Nashville has done a lot of uh, remodeling and and changing things. So it was then turned from a walk of fame into uh, like kind of like a, a wall memoriam of people that were inducted in, in the years. Yep. Uh, I think uh, my brother has since been down there and said that uh, even that has has changed yep. since then. So I'm not sure what is going on down in Nashville uh, as far they, as... They uh, don't like your family. They <laughs> they have a vendetta against the Curlises. Yes. Yes. Uh, no. Uh, so, but yeah, that was true up until probably a decade or so ago. I did okay. get to see it yep. before it was taken down. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he had a big single. It was um, in the era of uh, truck driving music, which was a thing. Yep. Um, he was, uh, his career was more diverse than that, but that is definitely kind of the genre that he got pegged into. Yep. Uh, a lot of gospel. I mean, the whole recording industry was very different than anyway. I mean, yep. he was incredibly prolific with, with how many albums was put out. It's insane, actually. Um, I wanted to mention, too, because it it's my favorite part about all the pictures in your house. He, he wore an eye patch, correct? He did. He did wear so, an eye patch. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, was that more of a stage thing? Or it, was he, a, was, it was, was he kind like of walk a signature around? move. Uh, you know... Uh, it's it was it was a signet it was a trademark. It, he used it most of the time, it, even in private life. It was on. So he did have full twenty twenty vision of both eyes. No, it wasn't full twenty twenty. There was still something up with one of his eyes. Yeah. Um. Uh. But uh, either way, I like it. I think it's great. I was like, that's, yeah. That's my most memorable thing of. Ironically, and uh, this where my the holes in your my memory is really good, but um. There was an there was a contemporary of his that also. Had, a, had an eye patch. I wish I could remember his name, but um, I, I don't have a, a, a name for them. But anyway, back to him. Uh, he number one single, or it was a top ten charting single, um, uh, Tombstone Every Mile. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Uh, he was known as the Baron of country music. A little bit. Of, first of all, extremely tall man. This is what I want to say. Yeah. Is. Wow. Now, uh, you and I are like five eleven, six foot, six foot. Yep. Um, he was six foot, uh, more, he was more than six feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wore a size 13 boot. Yeah. Um, and when I was a kid, yeah, a man that's over six feet tall yeah. was, I mean, well, well, gigantic. Are you saying gigantic. like six, four, six, six, like what, how gigantic? Um, uh, isn't that funny that I don't, don't know exactly Well, yeah, I mean, was, especially like you said, when you're a kid. I wasn't really looking up stats on yeah. my <laughs> your grandfather. grandfather when I was. Yeah. That's the other thing. The, yeah. So here's the, you want a story, but let me just give you more of a perspective. Here's the weird mm. thing. To me, he was just my grandfather, just like yeah. your grandfather was your grandfather. Yes. Yeah. Um, and people do forget that about celebrities. That so. Human beings. Um, just like you. But for my whole life, it happens a lot less now. But complete strangers, as soon as they found out who I was related to, yeah, uh, would just uh, talk to me, yeah, uh, and tell me, 
how they love my grandfather and yeah. uh, tell me some sort of um it's all positive remember and no one yeah. ever said uh your grandfather yeah. oh you're dick or else's <laughs> grandson and then yeah. they punished me for it yeah. Yeah, uh yeah. in some way but yeah. always positive but it was um something i really had to get used to is is um complete strangers because they would talk to me with such a familiarity that was very yeah. often uncomfortable yeah if you can imagine uh, a, a 60 year old person just uh launching into <laughs> a, a, a really uh, deep memory chat yeah. with like a 10 year old kid who um only cares about transformers or ninja turtles or <laughs> oh, that's a great way to put it um it's it, <laughs> you know yeah. about something that your grandfather did um, yeah yeah as a job yeah. um okay so uh, what did your just just to, to yeah. put this in perspective what did your uh, father's father do for work um he well he did a bunch of jobs but did the, um, he, did he delivered a job imagine well he delivery drove um like i think nabisco i want to okay, say okay perfect i yeah. love that stop right there okay <laughs> that Sorry. was one of his jobs all right he so you're 10 jobs, years but... so you're 10 years old yeah uh we were very into ninja turtles at yeah. that time presumably yeah um uh, somebody finds out that your your grandfather's uh grandson and uh he's 60 years old and yeah. he wants to talk about all the ins and outs of uh, nabisco and the delivery driving of that and uh, in the meantime, you're just like, I don't know you. Yeah. I really I don't want to know you. It's <laughs> it's not that you don't want. Yeah. Uh, you're standing in between me and uh, my ability to go uh, watch Ninja Turtles yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was and, interesting. It was very interesting. And he, he had hardcore fans, right? I think, correct me if Still I'm wrong, does. but Still I was going to say, when your brother went to Nashville... Um, didn't a woman come up to him that had like your your grandfather's lyrics or something tattooed on her? She has a full and, on portrait of, oh, of so who, my grandfather. So who was uh, this? This was a uh, random woman or somebody he knew, oh, man, like your brother knew. You're gonna put me on the spot on this. I just um, she has a band. Um, oh, so she's a musician as well. It yeah. Well, she goes under the moniker uh, Chick Curlis. Really? Yeah, Chick <laughs> Curlis, and uh, that's great. Honestly, just. A, a YouTube video just popped up of her and their band playing. It was pretty. It was pretty oh. cool. Um, yeah. By full, the way, I, full on portrait it, tattoo. It's yeah, pretty and, awesome. And in my opinion, a way you can, if you're a celebrity and you want to ask yourself, have I have I made it? If somebody tattooed something on their body because of something you've created or done in your life, in my mind, that means you've made it. So if somebody ever tattoos Chaz Browns on their forehead. I'll be a happy camper. Well, after this, how? I mean, I know definitely. this is this is it, by the way, and this is the podcast of all podcasts. It's not like. So the, sorry, go ahead. No, I just I just want to go. So that's not a very particular story necessarily about him. Uh, that is more about me growing up. And I, I will also say that I had a lot of people do that. My mother also, whole family of musicians. Yes, yeah, so um, your mother's very talented. My mother, mother has. My mother was a professional well. musician. For yeah. for quite a while, and your brother is in bands. My brother, uh, yeah, but no one comes up. Um, no offense to my brother, no one comes <laughs> up to me and goes, "Are you Ryan Curtis's brother?" And then they talk to me. That, about, that being said, though, we're not. I'm not to diminish. Ryan is one of the most talented musicians. I, I, I think I love my brother. Come out of New I England love the bands time. that he's yeah. in. Yeah, he's a drummer, um, by the way, but he does multiple stuff, right? He sings a little. He bit. plays tambourine too. Yes, tambourine yeah. and, and um, the harp. 
but but my also my my uncle was a Bill Chinnick was a you know famous musician came out of like the Asbury Park came up around the same time of actually shared bandmates uh, with Springsteen Um, so I've growing up uh, all of the Curlis kids yeah very used to strangers just going on and on about uh, the admiration for the family and I'm not disparaging I think that's really great but interesting from a child's perspective uh, definitely peppered my outlook on what it might be like to be a famous person because if you're related to a famous person yeah and you're getting that i cannot um i don't know if i could handle uh actually being the famous person and having uh, strangers talk to me all the time now do you think that turned you off to it yeah yeah because even you we were talking last night about ian and i both used to play music and and he was like, I don't even know if I picked up a guitar, if it would, if I'd bring me joy in the same way it used to. I'm not motivated that way. Do you think subconsciously in your brain you're kind of like, I don't want to be that thing my grandfather is? You know? I don't think that's why I... St- not why, but I, I mean put harsh. It, I like put some, it down yeah. uh, or anything like that. I mean, I still like to well, play. Well, people grow out of things. So hobbies exactly. change. Exactly. I think know, that's like... a lot of it. But um, growing up, it was definitely when you and I would go out and play stuff yeah. and play shows. Yeah. Um, it definitely came to mind as to um, just being in front of people yeah. and then having to talk to them after. Yeah. yeah. You know what I like? You know what? So here's a here's a benefit to the um, to the to the growing up with famous uh, family members. Yeah. I did have a lot of immediate access to backstage and meeting other people in the music industry. Yeah. That I like, uh, and I think fun. I think that is um, because they're like-minded people. Uh, yeah. I might not be. Uh, I, I didn't pursue actually uh, the music career, but I still really do appreciate uh, everything that goes into uh, the production of a song. I actually enjoy that side more. Yeah, well. as well as the live performance. I think if you put on a solid live performance, uh, yeah. nothing can beat that at all. Yeah. Um, so um, I I really enjoy that. I'm very comfortable in a, uh, a backstage or behind the scenes situation. I treat I try to treat all uh, anybody like that like they're normal people. It also is another. Um, it's peppered my outlook on things. Or if I do see celebrities in the wild out in real life, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I leave them alone. Yeah, I'm like, oh look, that's that guy over there. I don't even yeah. really. I mean, it it probably, in some cases, would be nice if I went up and said, "Hey, man, I just wanted to say I really liked what you did in this. Yeah. I or I love this album that you put out of this movie that you're in." But I just assume that uh, again, uh, I was the family member of somebody getting strangers coming up to me. That no. he's already he or she has already had that happen. A dozen yeah. times that day, yeah, and it may have no effect on them, yeah. Uh, but it also that, may. It, it also may, but I also just like to let them be and just be like, you know what? I'll let somebody else gush yeah. in my place. It doesn't change my outlook. All right, so um, he did teach me to play guitar, so that's something I got. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, 
Now, yeah. did, you, did you enjoy that process? Because when I took guitar lessons when I was younger, it wasn't fun. Your fingers hurt. And I remember arguing with my parents saying, I don't, I actually dropped out of my lessons and went and taught myself. Well, it wasn't. So was it fun? Like, was it a bonding experience? Or were you like, Grandpa? It was, it was a bonding is... experience. Okay. It was, what was cool about it is it was, okay, so he didn't 100% teach me everything about guitar. Yeah. But he did teach me some basic chords and yeah. where to put my fingers. And he didn't, uh, he didn't treat me like, uh, a little kid like he knew that I could do it he knew that it just took was going to take practice yeah and he started um, pretty simple and um, bar chords were really one of the big things that that he taught me that I really took and ran with yeah so no it wasn't I like I did like it yeah it was um it was all simple blues stuff really yeah uh, blues based um we weren't doing scales. We we're just doing like simple three chord structure. Yeah. Uh, a couple uh, where to place my fingers. Uh, he, he may have sh he may have shown me. There's some variations that I do with uh, maybe some of my um, a couple of my chords E's and D's the with uh, placements of my, my pinky. Yeah. That. Um, that he influenced. Yeah, I think he may have. He shown me some things like that. That just like, it's an automatic, stylistic go to. Well, uh, I, I hate to interrupt, but it just crossed my mind because you mentioned how his music had an effect on you. Do you think he, in the reverse, looking at you, wanted you to go into music or expected you to? And did, did that? Did he ever talk to you about that or show? Or were you too young? You know. No, like, no, 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 no. It wasn't talking. Definitely too young. So he was just. Trying to help you have a new hobby as a young We all kid. liked music. I yeah. wanted it. But he never said like, "Oh, you're gonna like, you should sing country music and you're gonna be the next big no, star." Like, no, he never no, didn't do that. that. But yeah. my whole family just—that's if there's one thing that we all can get along and enjoy and yeah. talk for hours about is music. Is music? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Uh, and a vast, so it a huge variety of music. But that's cool though that you didn't feel that pressure. Because, like, my dad's a chiropractor, and I remember as a family member saying, oh, I'll probably have to become a doctor or, or lawyer. You know, that you kind of have no. that thing. If, so he, that, you never had that in your family. No, it wasn't like, pressure. You should all be musicians. No, so if Jackson anything, Five. it was, like, if I wanted to do that, no yeah. one was going to discourage me from yeah. saying that that's not a possibility because they'd all done it. Yeah. He was still doing it. My mother yeah. had done it. She gave it up to, she She would rather have been a, a mother to with her three children than yeah. than being on the, I mean it's not an easy yeah. job no no your beep, beep. your hours are are different yeah um you constantly have to um be in front of people uh yeah. strangers and 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 put on a, sh a good show I mean if yeah. you're going to be good at it yeah yeah you can be an asshole and you can go out <laughs> and give your absolute word I don't imagine you're going to get very far with that yeah. um you're on an opposite schedule you're traveling all of the time like yeah it's definitely easier i would imagine if you don't have kids or any other yeah. obligations I, I i've noticed that especially working in film and tv with the crazy hours that a lot of america and the world really does think of entertainment as such a glamorous lifestyle and it can be pretty miserable oh, no, it's you know a especially job. if you are on tour and you don't see your family and you're just dealing with yes men all around you all the time and 
you know, I, I don't know if that's how your what your grandfather's situation was because it was a different time in the music industry. Um, but like, maybe he just wanted to be at home playing guitar with his grandson. <laughs> you know? maybe. And actually, that's a, that's a question I would like to ask you. Do you think he enjoyed being famous? Do you think he do you, was he more into the the music portion? And was I'm an artist, or do you think he kind of liked the showmanship and the fame and that portion? Like, I know it's tough for you to say as a young kid looking at him, but I, look back now. What yeah, would you I honestly couldn't speculate on that other yeah. than. Uh, I believe he enjoyed that. I mean, that's the fame, he yeah. just loved music. Yeah. I mean, that's just evident by I have. Uh, I've I think I've inherited, or it's still somewhere in in one of the kids' uh, family. We have his record collection from when yeah. he was a teenager. It's vast. Yeah. It's quite large. Yeah, yeah. He was very into the blues and. Um, so he, he, he yeah. oh he liked music yeah, yeah so he was a musician first and foremost Definitely. I, I personally think that's how it goes in life everybody i ever knew that was out in hollywood or new york wherever trying to get fame never got it i think the quickest way to not be famous is to seek fame mm. yeah, you have no, to he, i don't you have to first be about whatever it is you're doing he wasn't seeking that uh i think it it goes without saying he or um, it was a job i mean obviously yeah. if you if you can do that then why wouldn't you do that versus yeah shoveling coal you know <laughs> yes yes it um, certainly is more it, it lends itself to being more glamorous I mean, it still is work you know i would still work if i could shovel coal that is my dream job well not no yeah. not i mean <laughs> i'm saying if that's no, I, know, I know if you have options yeah i don't think you're going to take that job and that's not no, that I think, it's a yeah i think you're uh, probably just your mind's going to gravitate towards the what would seem like a fun job and and i'm sure it is a fun job but it, i just want to say like it goes there's work that goes into it like yeah. it takes a lot of effort to be a true showman and yeah. and be now i don't think it took a ton of effort for him all of the time but it, he was a he at, at the end he was a he was a born again christian he was a very um very kind man, very giving man. Yeah. Um, he did a lot for just complete strangers. That's a lot of the stories that I heard. It's just yeah. nice things that he did. By the way, in people. case anybody listening to this is saying, oh, well, he's his grandson, of course he's going to say that. Ian is one of the most kind-hearted and, and truthful people I know. He wouldn't sit here and BS the listeners. So if you if that's the case, I believe it. I no, but I'll I tell you, was... thank you. I, yeah. I try to be a good person. I don't think I even... Matt, I don't think I match what my grandfather did yeah. for just people, just it, that he it, came across all the time. It's interesting to me to hear you say that because I've never truly, honestly, now that I think about it, in all our years, we've talked off and on about your grandfather, but not in depth like this. And so from the pictures and videos and different things I've seen, especially with the eye patch, especially me being young, you know, in sixth grade at your house hearing about the stuff, I think, oh, this is a badass pirate cowboy, you know, tough guy. But so to hear that he actually was just a genuinely caring kind-hearted guy later in life or maybe his whole life as well but at least from your perspective later in life that's cool i kind of just i for some reason assumed he was a badass tough guy i don't know i've never ever questioned that i've always in my head just thought oh, ian's grandfather's this badass i mean it's got the look yeah it's definitely got the look it's that has the look so much that uh his likeness was was the basis of a of a comic book villain in the Ghost Rider series. Really? Oh, yeah, I have it somewhere. It's pretty <laughs> that's, neat. That's pretty damn yeah. cool. Um, something I wanted to rewind to before I forget, because you mentioned The Highwayman. That's what I think he oh. was. The It looks just like him. It's funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, no, when you mentioned his record collection, I was thinking of other things that he owned. Can you explain this to me? Didn't at one point, I don't know if you still have it. I think your grandmother sold it, but didn't he have a train car in his backyard, like a full train or a piece of a train or something? He had a full set of trains. Like a, yeah. it used to be a working it, caboose or what was it? It was on a set of tracks yeah. off of set of working tracks out in, up in Bangor. Yeah. Um, it was, let's see, it was a plow car. Yeah. So, so a huge, huge plow in the front. Huge plow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and you for, got to play when train. As a kid. Yeah, for when train was like a uh, train travel was more prevalent, and then I imagine they still use them now. But like in yeah. big areas where you get a large amount of snow. Yeah. Just like for roads, there's a plow. There's a plow front car that exists. Yeah. It's really cool looking. Uh, it's yeah. fun to climb on when you're uh, like six years old. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then and it was uh, nice inside. It was were, like furnished. Okay, and, so well, was hold like, on. There were. Four cars after that, I believe. Okay. There was a there were a couple. There was a box four, car. There was a box cars. car. Yeah, yeah. I always assumed there this was, was a, one car. No, 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 I think it's you four. Had four train cars. I'm, I'm going through it mentally. There was a That's box really cool. car after the um, plow. Yeah. And then I think two passenger cars. Yeah. And then a um, a caboose. Okay. That had like a kind of like he sometimes utilized as like an office, really. And so, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, because I kind of it was pictured. Neat. It was I, really I've never neat seen to, it. to grow up on. It's still yeah. there. We, it's it was but sold. You, I think yeah. somebody, the person that bought it, I think actually furn like turned them into. Um, he furnished it and again yeah. kind of lives in it. Like okay. So, pre predating like a tiny house stuff yeah. yeah and he lives no kidding yeah i i remember when you would tell me this because i never went to see it but you would tell me this as a kid and i I for some reason pictured like an old rusty dilapidated in a field thing where you're telling me this was kind of, well were, it was rusty yeah uh I mean, it's old it was it, old right? it was old and do you know what definitely year? part of it no idea okay. definitely part of it was was dilapidated i mean we weren't supposed to play on it it yeah. was at the edge of the property yeah uh, we weren't supposed to play on it. Yeah. We did. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you had to be careful. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the wood uh, rails and and steps and stuff were were completely rotting. Yeah. Away, so you had to step. You had to be smart and step on the 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 metal supports and not directly in the middle of the the step that was going to give away. Yeah. Um, I distinctly, and I was just talking about this. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a major, major snowstorm when we were going up, uh, when probably like f- second grade or something like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you're in second grade, you're not a very tall person anyway. Yeah. But uh, we uh, combine that with uh, the amount of snowfall that we had that winter. Yeah. Uh, I w- took my sister out. Ashley, yeah. uh, we went and climbed. I had the genius idea to climb on top of the uh, box car. I think it was yeah. the box car because you could. There were metal uh, yeah. ladders yeah. attached to the side. You can climb up on top, flat surface, safe. Yeah, safe, safe for, for a second grader. Safe for a second grader to climb up on. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I had the genius idea to just jump off because the snow was so deep. It was, it was above our heads. Yeah. So you could just 
boom, just yeah. fall into a cloud. Now, was he? You said he didn't really want you to play on them, right? But was no, was he didn't? You, my parents you, didn't. Yeah. But so, what, did he see these things as prized possessions? Like, was he into trains, or did he just buy this property and the train was already there? Like, how did he even come to have this train? I don't, I don't know the story. Because I always pictured that uh, he, he was definitely like a train bought lover. it. It wasn't just on. It Which, wasn't just think on think the about property. that, right? Say you're somebody that has this massive train. I'm assuming a company, you know, American Railroad Company mm-hmm. X or whatever, and they must be like, "Well, we've got this old train. We need to get rid of it." Do you think somebody approached him and they're like, "Hey, Dick Curlis, you know. can afford a train," a, or do you think he like walked by it one day and was like, "Hey, Bob, I could, what are you doing with that train?" And then well, how did he get it to his backyard? The, the tracks ran too close to the house. I don't. Just... I don't know. I. I mean, I assume a crane. Really? Right? I don't know. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, like I said, it ran it it sat on some tracks. Yeah. And and was parallel to working tracks. Yeah. Out the house that he built. Yeah. Um uh was near near train tracks at, at the end, uh, edge of the property. Yeah. The train would come through pretty regularly. Yeah. And uh we would when we heard it coming, yeah. it was really fun. You could flip the lights. Yeah to the porch yep up uh, off and on and most of the uh most of the train uh engineers that would were blow the horn they would they, yeah. they'd toot the horn it was awesome yeah. there was like nothing cool i was gonna say there is nothing even with a little kid just doing it with the the semi trucks going uh, by. yeah i, I was gonna say it's, it's like, like that but to be able to get a train yeah, to, yeah. to to and probably honk the five horn, times as loud right it was great yeah. it was absolutely great yeah absolutely yeah. A train horn is much louder. I, I can than imagine a, than a semi. Being the name, did you have close neighbors or not? No, that, that was all. I mean, it was all uh, rural. I'm, I'm just I'm picturing the neighbors, right? And they're like, "Oh, did you hear Dick Carlos bought a house. He's moving next door. Oh, that's neat." And then a crane shows up. <laughs> it's bringing. I mean, a train I don't know, but it's got to be dropping a train in the yard. Like how else? That's it so bad. That's there. so bad. Like, can you picture him standing there well, with his, like his hand on his hip with well, his eye patch on, just well, looking like had, a badass as a crane drops a train? In his well, he also had a horse. A man. They also had a horse at one point. Of course point. he did. Of course he did. They also it. had, that was technically my aunt's, I think. Yeah. Uh, they also, he also had a fire truck on the property. There you go. Why not? An old, an old engine. Uh, engine that was what? pretty neat. I can't remember. Oh, a fire engine. Yeah, yeah, fire engine. Well. Um, so was this, was it like almost like, was it a playground for you guys? Like, why is that what sounds like? I treated World, it like you know, that. Toys yeah, and animals. And... I treated it. There was a yeah. lot of stuff that you weren't supposed to touch. Yeah. Now, he used the trains mostly as uh storage yeah okay. just the same way that like uh somebody might get one of those like empty uh uh storage containers yeah 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 and, just uh, and put it on their property and use that yeah. i'm pretty sure that that is the impetus of him put, having that on there now it also is probably just i don't know it's probably cool if you had the opportunity yeah you know to be like eh, i got some trains on my property yeah, no, no I mean, of course. That's what I'm saying. Like he's, in my opinion, that's the epitome I put, of like I put the stuff man. on in in that oh, instead man. of in a storage unit. Yeah, I cool. put it in my train. <laughs> yeah. Now I wanted to transition here real quick because um, we were talking about you know his whether he was into trains or whatever he was into. Obviously, he, we know he was into music. What else were his hobbies or passions? Like, was it, do you remember? Did he like to go swimming? Did he like taking the dog for like, what other things is it? I know it's different because he was older, right? He's your grandfather. So by that time, well, you gotta remember, that age, your hobbies kind of die off. Well, you got to remember my, he was, he was working. Yeah. So he was probably on tour a lot, right? He's working like yeah. right up to the day he died. Or? Not right up until, but right up until the, before he got sick and before yeah. he got hospitalized and stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 
he was working. So he probably didn't a have lot. A, lot of, a lot of time for really much of anything. Besides no, that him. was what he did. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what he did. And when he wasn't doing that, um, it was, uh, like I said, he was a serious born again Christian. So there was, yeah. there were daily, uh, devotional. And your grandmother is as well or no? Yeah. She's yeah. Yeah, Christian people. How did that work family-wise? Was there ever any headbutting? Because I know not everybody in every family is religious. Not, not. I'm not speaking of yours. I'm saying every family. There's people that are into it and they're not. Was that ever an issue with your grandparents and say your dad or anybody else, or was it? No, no, no. I don't that's, think so. That's lucky. I well, because Bordegrins, I have a few born again Christians in my family as well, and that's definitely you know, headbutts during Thanksgiving. And well, I think there is always an element of of uh, religion with my family. No. Um. Are you yourself? Do you consider yourself nope. Christian or religious in any way? Not at all. So he did not rub off on you. You didn't say, I'm going to be a born again. As a kid, like as a kid, yeah. it was Did he it, expect it was you there. To, did he want you to, to go to church? Did you ever go to church with him? Um, I don't think I ever went to church with him. Yeah. There was a time before we moved up from Massachusetts that we were going to Sunday, Sunday school. Would he, like, would he pray before meals? Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on, yeah. Without, oh, very much, yeah. yeah. Did he ever get mad at you about anything in terms of like morals and stuff? Like I remember my grandfather once caught me smoking a fake cigarette and gave me hell about it. So was there ever anything as a kid where he's like, Ian, you know, Jesus will judge you or anything in that nature? No. I don't. Nothing so I that, can So recall. that's cool. So he, he was a born again that didn't push it on other people. That's interesting to me because most. I don't think and I don't mean to push to, it. I don't mean to speak in generalities, but a lot of born agains can be. No, no, no. I just don't think he had to. There's a, It wasn't like an agenda. Yeah. It was always in what he was. Yeah. He found uh, a, a presence of God in everything. He was a, yeah. yeah, he's he was devoted, but yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't out on a crusade trying to uh, recruit or yeah. change everybody. He was just trying to live uh, a really nice and honest and and faith based life. That's cool. That's cool. Um, on on that note, actually, I was gonna try to wrap it up for for at least this portion um if you had a suggestion for any fans of your grandfather that are listening for a specific song that they should go and check oh out aside my. from that single all i would say is um i don't have a particular favorite song no. i uh his catalog is vast how many albums do you know i don't i don't know i mean i know that uh Bear Family Records, which I believe is out of Germany. They're either out of Germany or Norway. Yep. Um, they own his catalog? N- no, they don't necessarily own his catalog. They put out two different box sets. Yep. Uh, they were very large. I mean, by the way, uh, a box set is when uh, CDs were prevalent, <laughs> and you used to get many CDs in one box and they would come with a glossy book with a lot of information. Yes. Uh, Bear Family Records did uh, two really great box sets of his music. Yep. And cool. they did a great job at um, talking about how he was more than just um, a, a truck driving yeah. uh, song guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that, that was a fad. It was a trend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brief. There were There were other people that did it, but... I mean, he did more than that. He was, he's a great singer. That the single that 
is a tombstone every mile is that correct with mm-hmm. this title i really do actually enjoy that song though and I, I would say if somebody out there is listening to this and they they aren't aware or aren't a fan they want to go check them out i would listen to tombstone every mile right i, I think it's a great place to start absolutely yeah. it's a catchy song yeah um i think there's other more um more dynamic songs that he's done yeah that kind well, of that... show his vocal range and um yeah, can, can you think of one off the top of your No, head? I nope. can't. You terrible you at that. He's rolling over in his grave right now going, I, what did I teach Probably. you with that guitar that day? Yep. Bad grandson. No, I'm just joking. You you are an amazing human being. I'm sure he is looking down on you from the heavens with much appreciation. Thanks. Um, and on that note, let me see if there's anything else on here. I did not think the computer would run this long, honestly. Um <laughs> Okay, so you know what? This is the last thing on the list, and this can just be a quick answer. Not really quick, like not like a one sentence answer, but it's just kind of a small thing. Do you prefer? And I know you're in your own home. You like shoes off, right? Yeah. Okay. So it took me a I long try, time. I try to adhere to that. I'm flexible. Yeah. yeah. And that's and I'll tell you why I'm flexible on that right now. Is because I'm going to argue against that because I think you can't be flexible. We'll keep going. I'll I'm flexible on it now. Yeah. Right now is because um, I these floors and and carpets in here. Are yeah. all getting replaced. Yeah, so you don't care. I don't care. We're not trying to preserve anything. Yeah. Okay. Because for me, I'm, I'm I agree as well for shoes off in the house. I think say you live in L.A. or some place where there's not as much sand and salt and mud and dirt as we live in Maine. So if you're in and it's pretty much winter all year round up here, kind of. Uh, if you come into somebody's home, your owner or anybody else's, you're gonna track stuff in, and. I have some roommates at my house, and I hope they don't listen to this podcast and get angry from this. But they don't. What always... are their names? <laughs> no, we're not going to go there. But they uh, they don't always remove their shoes. Sometimes they're in a rush or whatever. And uh, I just I don't understand that because then you're going to have the rocks and the sand, the salt, and everything on the floor. Sure. And then the people who aren't wearing the shoes get in their socks. And I've like taken my bed sheet off one day and been like, why is there like asphalt crumbs in my bed? And I realize it's because I walked through a place they had had their shoes on, and I get in my bed, which I shouldn't. You know, it's strange that you'd think that even barefoot you could track that in, but you do. Um, so yeah, I, I think right. so. We're both in agreement that we're in you, agreement that uh, if shoes you, off is the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. They're the snowy, icy, um, whatever. So it'd be I, I don't know. I'm, if you live where you can get all the little rocks and stones yeah. and, and and mud and stuff yeah. on your shoes, yeah, I don't want to step on that in my socks or my bare yeah. feet. So we're not weird then. Because some people get really not weirded out when I ask them to take their shoes no, off. Not by my account. So you think there's people out there that they, they're just like mopping and sweeping every day? They're like, yeah, everybody wear their shoes. Come on in. Shoes on. And then at the end of the day, they well, just I'm not gonna. Well, I'm not going to say that I mop and sweep every day. No, no. Every other people. Day. Other people. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the people definitely do that every day. That's crazy to me. But I'd rather just take the damn shoes I'm, off. I just want to say, like, that's something to aspire to. I think you sh- should probably should. clean your floors every you day. You should clean them up every day. Um, I don't know about I, that. That's rough. I think it's a, a good thing to be able to spy you. I don't think it's that hard. I'd rather just take the damn um, shoes off. It's, it's easy. Now that I'm thinking, I'm actually going to change my position on this. Oh, God, I'm here just we go. Kidding. <laughs> no, um, I vacuum up. I mean, especially with a pet, with, with yeah. a dog, you know, it, floor maintenance is a big deal. Yes. Yeah, that's but, true. But I, the underlying point is walking around in my socks. I don't want to step in a little melted piece of snow yeah. uh, that you tracked in with your boot or uh, some, so- some 
mud or sand or anything like that. I don't want that yeah. on the bottom of my feet. Huh. I don't want to have to track it through the rest of the house. So, yeah, it's just easily solved by taking shoes off. Now I'm kind of curious because we were talking earlier about people saying stuff in the YouTube comments. I'm curious to see if people agree with us. Do you think we're in the majority that most people in their houses take their shoes off? I don't know. I once I once uh, saw something that I uh, in a YouTube or a, a Instagram poll where uh, people put milk in the bowl before they put their cereal in. <laughs> yeah, I and I that. honestly thought that that's just a joke. No one does that. But there were a lot of people that, that were defending that. Milk. Really? That's and crazy. It would splash out everywhere. I, as you poured the cereal in. I, I would think that you would would not be sure of the ratio of milk to that cereal. That as well. That's my theory on that. Uh, but, wow, yeah. So, yeah. And, and So, uh, I there's no... There's always going to be somebody that's going to take the opposite position, and they're going to be very emphatic, yeah. and they're going to feel the oh, same yeah. oh, way. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm actually excited for some of the YouTube comments. P.S. But... The cereal thing. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> the cereal goes in first, and then the milk. That's and your I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I'm just going to let people argue. Like I'm, you can go on a tangent about whether you want to put the cereal first or not. You do whatever is right for you, but yes. you might be wrong. And and also I do want to say because I I'm acting as though I'm some hoity-toity high guy that is always the shoes off in the house. I grew up my parents to this day. You don't have to take your shoes off, and it's funny because I do prefer it. I, I like for me because I'm lazy, I guess. So I understand. Like I was joking about my roommates, they, if they are in a rush and they just want to go in the house, I can see how they're like they don't want to untie their shoes and go through the whole thing. Especially if you got big boots on. So I love when I go to my parents' house. I can just walk in and not worry it. about it. But then they are constantly having to sweep them off and vacuum and do all this stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I see both sides. I'll see both sides. On the milk and cereal, though, I do not. It's cereal first and then milk. I will not waver on that. And on that note, I think we've wrapped this podcast. There's nothing left to talk about. I don't even know what you're going to talk about on your next podcast. I don't know that we'll even release this. Ian and I, this whole weekend, I came down here to do carpentry with him and, and just hang out. We hadn't hung out in a long time. And I, he kept looking at me. He's like, "Dude, this is your podcast. Like, you need to come up. Like, you need to have a format. You need to come up with questions." And I was like, "I, I don't know. Like, random. All this write some stuff on a sheet of paper, and we'll just talk." So hopefully, you listened through the whole thing. I think it's we're probably about an hour somewhere in there now, um, and you enjoyed it. I might delete some stuff. I might edit. I don't know how it's gonna go. Um, but this really was winging it. Um, we we just did it by the seat of our pants. This is actually my dad's. Um, my dad does a lot of recording music stuff, and I just he's out of town, and he didn't know that I stole his microphones. Oh wow! Here well, thank you for yes, thank you Rick Bruns. Rick Bruns for sponsoring, sponsoring this podcast. This podcast. <laughs> if you yeah. are in the Greater Bangor area and you need your yes. uh, spine adjusted, yes. please go see Doctor Rick Bruns. Yes, and you do it quickly because he's getting close to retirement, and yeah. uh, and he's the best in the world. I would say. Thank yeah. you kindly. Thank you, thank you, Rick. Um, so, anyway. Comment below, subscribe, so you can hear the next podcast with Jana and whatever else comes after that, and uh, we'll take her from there. Peace out, everybody. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs>